Hey Hope family, welcome back to Hope Daily. Today we continue our look at the fruit of goodness and we'll be in Jeremiah 17 and Romans 6. I shared in passing on Wednesday about a time in high school when I said, oh my goodness, and a teacher so gently reminded me that there are none righteous, no, not one. She was probably at least half joking, but the implied message there was that there is no goodness in me or in anyone else. And this message is one that is stated in with varied levels of strength throughout the church and the church world. Perhaps you've heard the idea of total depravity, the idea that all mankind is inherently evil and when left to their own choices, they will choose evil every time. Often I hear Christians describe themselves as wretched sinners saved by grace. Perhaps you've heard uh, Jeremiah 17, 9, which says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? This, once again, is used to drive home the fact that we are sinful people, desperately in need of a Savior. And to an extent, this is obviously true. But I want us to consider how true this is. Sure, apart from Christ, we were certainly in need of a Savior and at least inclined to choose sin, if not totally depraved. But now, as followers of Christ... Is it still appropriate to think of ourselves this way, or have things changed? And I don't think we need to look too far to begin to find our answer. Let's just back up to verse 7, verse seven of Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out roots by, by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Now, I want to point out a couple things. One, I think the, uh, the ESV is where I'm reading from, maybe your Bible as well, but I think they do a good job of having verses 7 and 8 in quotes. And if you go back to verse 5, it says, thus says the Lord. So here, clearly, uh, God is the one who is talking. Then in verse 9, we don't have any quotes. That's where it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, these quotation marks were not in the original text. but th- So this was a choice that was made by editors. But I think they made the right choice. They're saying that Jeremiah is the one who's speaking in verse 9. And Jesus or excuse me, God in verses seven and eight. And here's why I think that makes sense. Because let's read it as if God is saying all of this. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? That... That's a weird transition if it's the same speaker, that God is talking about the blessed man who is like a tree planted by streams of water, and then to say the heart is deceitfully wicked, and and who can understand it, that those are opposites. It'd be like saying this is what a blessed man looks like, but you can never be a blessed man because your heart is deceitfully wicked. I think in hearing from God and hearing the sin of Judah— which is what God is talking about in chapter 17. Jeremiah realizes his own shortcomings and says that the heart is his heart 
is desperately sick. But take into account also that through Ezekiel, God speaks through the prophet saying, I will replace your heart of stone for a heart of flesh. In this same book, Jeremiah, God speaks of a new covenant where his law will be written on the hearts of his people. Then Jesus comes and he does exactly that. He institutes a new covenant with his people. So what is the effect on our hearts? What is the effect on our ability to be good, to be righteous? Well, let's jump to Romans chapter 6, verse 17, where Paul is in the middle of answering that question. There he says, But thanks be to God that you, who were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. We have become obedient from the heart. As followers of God, we are not identified as deceitfully wicked. We are not to identify ourselves as wretched sinners saved by grace. Yes, we once were lost and now we're found, but we don't identify by who we once were, but instead by who we are now. And now we are heirs with Christ. We are brothers and sisters of Jesus. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. Praise be to God that our hearts of stone have been replaced with hearts of flesh, and now we can bear the fruit of goodness in our lives. That once we were slaves to sin, but now we are slaves to righteousness.